0: Welcome to another episode of Sports Talk with The Farmed. This episode, we talk a little bit about the national championship and the bowl focus on segment one. Tonight we have live from Miamisburg Gardens, the studios there. And uh, right off of Hinky uh, Hill, the farmed. How are
1: you doing, Nine Bows? Thanks for having me. Yeah. My mine, mine, garden, 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 garden.
0: This is a milestone in sports Dog. <laughs> So a pretty big national championship. No surprise at who won this one. But tonight, before we get started, we actually have a uh, special guest here uh, who had appeared on Sports Talk with The Farmed. Before, we have Chris Munns live from Mason, Ohio, just outside of Cincinnati. Chris Munns, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so this uh, bull focus, it looks like almost all the bowl games are completed, I believe. Uh, if not, there is an, a one that I'm unaware of. But let's say they are all complete, which I do believe so. It looks like a, 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 a kind of a surprise there, Farmed. What do you think about the outcome of that one? I think it uh, leaves everybody a little, you know, on uh, kilter there. What happened? Yeah, well, overall, i to
1: say it was a great bowl season. I still think you're seeing the bowl... Championship series, the playoffs, working out the way they originally intended. You get the two best teams almost every year. I, it's hard to say that you know teams that didn't make the top playoff tiers weren't good enough to be there to begin with. Clemson, Alabama, clearly better than their opponents in their playoff appearances, but we matched up. Alabama not able to come up with the win against Clemson as they continue to go back and forth for national championships. Clemson showing their overall skill and talent up front, the front seven getting a lot of pressure on Tua Saloba for uh, Alabama. The quarterback not able to find passing lanes, nowhere to run for the run game. Nick Saban a little upset at the outcome and just not finding a way to overcome Davos Sweeney in that talent he's got at Clemson.
0: Now, I know Trevor Lawrence was named most outstanding offensive player. Now, as a true freshman, he actually finished with 347 yards, three TDs, and zero turnovers. Uh, stellar performance. Now, the Clemson uh, win pushed them to 6-5 uh, and five in bowl games, uh, the ACC, uh, rather, uh, that win. Now, Muns, let me ask you a question. Do you think that the rest of uh, college football is overmatched by the ACC now?
2: That's a great question. Um, I do believe that the ACC conference you know, does have, including Clemson, some pretty elite talent there. Yet, there are some other big-name schools from big-name conferences, preferably the, the Power Five conferences, as we would say in the NCAA, that do have a chance to make a run at either a national championship or at least possibly get in represent the conference quite well.
0: Now, I know, Farms, that uh, the Clemson uh, was a, a perennial uh, number one to in the season. Do you think uh, they, they deserve that with this win?
1: Well, yeah, of course. I think that now, like I said, now but with the playoffs, you're playing the two best teams. There's no doubt about it. Everybody plays their bowl game. Everybody knows who the top two teams are. I like how it's matched up like that now. Where in the years past, you might have guys playing in several bowl games just due to uh, previous commitments, whether it be the Rose Bowl or other Orange Bowl or whatever it may be. Now they've got it all kind of tied into one operation. And I think you get the true champion, and that would be Clemson this year. And I think it was pretty uh, convincing overall the outcome of that game.
0: Now, I know Muns, he's a big fan of, uh, of University of Pennsylvania. Now, they've done something that... Uh, that only the University of Pennsylvania has done in, in a little more than, well, I guess, about 120 years, months. Uh, they were the first ones to go 15 and 0 since since Penn did in 1897.
2: Yes, that's correct. It's been quite some time since we've had a 15 and 0 collegiate football team. And uh, I would have to say, I would have to agree with Barnes that Clemson flexed their muscles in the championship game and showed that they were the true champions.
0: Now, I believe that uh, this was probably one of the, the most lopsided affairs in the history of uh, the, the college football national title. Do you see this as kind of the new norm farmed, or was this just an anomaly? It's really going to be hard to
1: say. You know, you're going to have some of these games just kind of get out of hand. You, you get one team that's just, a little bit better, but the duration of the game is able to really get some points on the board. And, you know, in the day the scoreboard sh- shows a little lopsided. I I, I think it's going to continue to be really good game. Uh, these teams know each other. They play each other almost every year. It seems like in the playoffs or be in the-, in the championship game. So I think when you have an opponent that you're playing often like that, sometimes, you know, it can get out of hand like that, but I still think Alabama is uh Firmly at the top two teams right now going forward, and I don't—I don't really think they fell off. They're going to be back next year in the same position with all the talent they got coming in.
0: Now this was a new venue. Uh, I believe that the uh, Munns—he knows very personally. He's been there actually a couple times. Uh, this football uh, championship was played in Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, Munns. Uh, you know that stadium well. What do you think about that venue as far as a, a football stadium? what uh, what it's like to uh, to see a, a game there, uh, what it feels like to be a, a person in the stands?
2: Yeah, another great question. Thank you for asking. Um, Levi Stadium is definitely an amazing venue, uh, whether it's for sports, you know, entertainment, being in the crowd, there's not one bad spot there. Every seat that that is in that venue. Has a great view.
0: Now, traditionally, it's not a a, a big time college uh, bowl game, but I like where their head was on that one. They're kind of delineating away from, you know, the the Orange Bowl and the uh, the Cotton Bowls and the Sugar Bowls and all those bowls that uh, kind of existed before this. I kind of like how they differentiate it. It doesn't have any legacy aspect to it. What do you think uh, uh, the play at Levi's Stadium there in Santa Clara? Oh, <laughs> well,
1: yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying there. It's nice they kind of mix it up. And like I said, by adding that other game there, you give everybody you know an opportunity to maybe get another venue in there. And everybody on the counter for everybody gets their bowl games, you know, the Rose Bowl, your Cotton Bowl. And then they have that championship game that I really like format. Uh, but I, you know, like I said, you, you're, it's going to be interesting to see what will happen next year. But I, I, I like the idea there. I really do.
0: Now, in closing, Armp, what do you think the chances of this being uh, the exact matchup? Uh, probably uh, this time, twelve months from now.
1: Well, well, I've always said college football right now is all about recruiting. What you've already done uh, the year before is your number one recruiting tool. When you play in a national championship game, in the and that. Regions in the South, as they're recruiting, they're going to be continuing to be atop the, uh, the NCAA football uh, outlook for years to come.
0: Yeah, it was definitely an exciting game. I am, I'm glad the Munns had a uh, chance to step in on this segment. Uh, we really appreciate your input, Munzee. Thanks, Mo.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: And it's, of course, this segment is called Bull Focus here on Sports Talk with the farm. Welcome to the segment two of episode five of Sports Talk with the Farmed. Live from Miamisburg Gardens, we've got the Farms on the horn this evening. Yeah, thanks both. Yeah, we got on segment two here. We also have uh, live from Mason, Ohio. Muns. Lalore. Good evening. On the second part of our segment tonight, gents, we've got the NBA, which now as the bowls have uh, started to wind down, the NFL is now in full swing of playoff time. Here in the next couple of weeks is going to be kind of where I think it's uh, going to start to have the uh, the distinctions between and a little bit more in the clarification who's who's going to be in the running for this year's playoffs in the NBA, Munsey. What's what's your uh, your take on who's leading the uh, Eastern Conference currently with uh, the Bucks, Raptors, and Pacers up there?
2: Yeah, all three of those teams have a great chance of representing the Eastern Conference. Um, however, there are a few other teams: Philadelphia, Boston. Uh, perhaps even maybe a, an Indiana Indiana, or um, who knows, any of those teams, they, they have a clear shot of representing that conference because of the elite talent that's on that side of the conference.
0: Now, Farms, your, your take on the Western Conference, which is obviously, I think, in everybody's mind, the more superior as far as the, uh, the amount of talent. Now, some would say debatable on the Eastern side, uh, the type of talents just right over the horizon there. Uh, shake up in this this week's standings, of course, a little bit troubling for maybe some Warriors fans, maybe even some Lakers fans. Uh, it looked like they dropped a couple. Uh, the Nuggets now in first place. Uh, the Warriors just uh, one game out with the Thunder, not too far behind. What do you think about those developments, uh, Farm?
1: Interesting development. Uh, of course, the Nuggets, they're leading in the West. We think of the Warriors just playing, you know, so much better than everybody else all the time, but with their recent injuries, they have a little bit of chemistry issues. Uh, you know, Green getting frustrated with the way the refs are calling defensive fouls. I mean, that's his bread and butter. Of course, it's, you know, CD4 defensive got to get upset about that, but this team's benefiting from that just fine as the Warriors are still just a couple games behind, game behind there. Um, Interesting there, the third spot. I think, though, right now the Lakers are still on the outside looking in, but I think they're going to be a team with LeBron James. He's suffered a few injuries. He's going to be able to, once they get into the tournament, really be able to make some noise. How far we'll, they'll go, we'll see. But i still like them to get in. It's an interesting shake, but I think that's going to be your Western Conference going forward.
0: Well, you definitely got a a good team there with the Lakers uh, starting to starting to congeal a little bit there, Munsey. Uh, you've got LeBron who's coming in. They've had a number of good pickups over the last four or five years during their their terrible run. Uh, now that they've got uh, some of that talent starting to coalesce, uh, you got uh, you got LeBron uh, Ball and you got. Uh, You've got uh, Kuzma, who had a big night the other night, putting up 41, I think, like in three quarters or something. Uh, what do you think about the young talent there, with the Lakers surrounding LeBron? Uh, do, do, they, do they make the playoffs this year, or you know, are they a team of the future? What your, was your take there? I mean, they're the eighth seed right now.
2: Yeah, I believe that the Lakers will make the playoffs. Uh, I believe the young talent that they have, will be able to propel them. Um, I'm not quite sure how far they're going to be able to go in the playoffs because, like you had spoken before in regards to the other teams, the talent is so, so much superior on Golden State and Houston and Denver that it's going to be very difficult. Even having one of the best players in the NBA, sometimes that's just not enough.
0: Now, one thing, Munzee, I think you have to keep in mind, and Farm, too, no one's mentioned this, who's everybody's kind of sneaking in a little bit. You got uh, a team that doesn't play too far here from Runes Media Studios here in Portland. The Trailblazers, they're, I mean, they're at the number five seed, sneaking in there, three and a half from the top. They're two and a half away from the Warriors. They're uh, really surprising at home. If you look at their home effort, 17-7 and seven at the Moda Center. Does that give them a distinct advantage going into the playoffs? Uh, farm?
1: Yeah, you've got to be able to take care of your home court. Uh, sounds like they're able to do that this year. They've got some interesting pieces out there. Um, can, they, can they make a run in the West? Maybe they are going to be quiet and just scoop up from behind with the Warriors, the Lakers making all this noise, and all they're doing is quietly winning at home, winning the games they should win. Um, I got from town, I think they could be an interesting a factor in
0: the playoffs. And really, no one's even talking about the Thunder, which you just—you know—how how can you know nobody really look at what they're doing and see the immense talent that uh, they've got on the floor, and not deny that they have a possibility of, of winning it all as well. I just think they're kind of sneaky Pete, you know. And that's where I think, you know, the Munns was always a big a big fan of number, number zero out there.
2: Yes, they do have some great players there. And I believe that holding your home court is one of the things that you need to make sure you're doing. Because if you are one of the top seeds in that conference, then you're going to be granted with some home field playoff games.
0: Now I know the season's just started, everyone, and it's uh, it's already feels like it's it's in the playoff stretch. You know I think uh, we've seen a lot of good play going on, some good dynamics. I think that the uh, the standings really kind of show no one running away from anything, and no one really out of the picture. I mean, there's maybe one or two teams. I think the Cavaliers could be safely out of it. Uh, I mean, twenty-seven games under five hundred. Uh, you don't. Uh, you know, take that kind of hit to the system and continue. uh, They've lost 11 in a row. Uh, What's going on with that team? And, uh, I mean, what do they even have a team left now that LeBron's left uh, farmed?
1: Cleveland Cavaliers may never really recover from the loss of LeBron, especially the second time. Uh, Obviously one of the most talented guys to play in the league in the last 20, 25 years. Um, but what he does to that city, what he brings to that city, you know, he rejuvenated downtown almost uh, simultaneously with that team, team to grow. I don't think that they will get back to that status. And when they traded Kyrie Irving, they traded away their future. When LeBron left, uh, that was the end of it, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody else is going to go there. I mean, if he had, they had some pieces left over, it was his team. Now, speaking of him, Muns, him with uh, the... The Celts, I think he's starting to get a little more, a uh, little less, uh, you know, a little more confidence, a little less of the uh, the noodle knees, as I like to call it, where he's got his legs underneath him. Uh, do you see anybody making some some midseason moves before the trade deadline? I can see a couple team that's already already uh, you know out of the the mix, the Knicks. They could be, uh, you know, nowhere near coming. They've got a couple pieces there I think some people would like. Uh, you've got the Bulls and the Hawks. They've all got some players. Uh, do you see any big players moving around? Uh, Pelicans, another team that's got some, some, uh, some big players that could be moving around for some young talent. At, at midseason, do you, do you see any teams taking some big players and, and, and reorienting the structure of the power farm?
1: Yeah, you know, there's always going to be some action there at the uh, trade deadline there before. Um, Davis, Anthony Davis there with the Pelicans, such a big piece. Does he want to stay there and be happy? Uh, with the Northerners, if you want to move and go to maybe, say, a team like the Lakers and play with LeBron? Another interesting thing, you look at the Knicks, the team that has, you know, Matt Square Garden, the big Apple. You know, the whole nightlife where a guy might want to go and they already have Prezingis who you bring in and you put him beside Anthony Davis, New York guy and this Cantor, who you could trade to get him to New Orleans, another center that you could a good piece, or you could keep him. I think that's where you could end up. I think that one a few teams didn't come up with that kind of cash.
0: And I'm still bewildered minds that that, that the Nuggets the Nuggets are in first place here at this time, this far in the season. The, the Warriors even have 14 losses. What's going on there with Golden State?
2: I really don't think there's anything wrong going on with Golden State. I believe that a lot of times when you have a championship team like they've had over the last couple of years, sometimes it's not always best how you start but how you finish.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, the Muns has a little point on that. I think they, uh, they have all the talent there. They're a little bumped. They're a little bruised. But I think overall, when you look at their team, their squad's solid, I would think, Munsey.
2: Absolutely, Mojo. And uh, one of the things that I'm always kind of a huge fan of is when you have Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry. You know that you're going to have a chance of winning every single night with any of those three guys.
0: Yeah, when they walk in the house, they're definitely going to bring their game. And so, what a great uh, segment, guys! I appreciate the insight here on uh, Sports Talk. Yeah, don't forget,
1: uh, Demarcus will be closing the the start here in the next ten days, starting the center for the Warriors. So, at that,
0: Sports Talk. With the farm. That was the NBA breakdown, guys. Thanks so much. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to Sports Talk. With the farm. Live. From Miami's Brick Gardens, we have the farm tonight.
1: Hey, Moe. Thanks for having me tonight. Appreciate it.
0: From Irisburg? Gardens?
1: Gone, 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 gone.
0: And of course, uh, the Munns, still left over from segment one and two? No. The Munns from Mason?
2: Yes, I'm ready.
0: And a, a special lightning guest here, the first lightning guest on Sports Talk with the farm. I believe he went by the name of Poof. Hello. He's here from Centerville, Ohio. Also otherwise known as the Great White North. You guys are getting a lot of snow, I think, right now. <laughs> hey, so welcome to uh, Sports Talk with The Farm. <laughs> First uh, appearance. And uh, th- this segment belongs to the NFL and what we like to call the NFL Roundup. Now, farm. we uh, we had a, a good segment last week, and we talked about the Ravens and the Chargers, kind of a heartbreaker. Now, let me ask you a question. If it would have been the Steelers, could they beat the Chargers last week, and it would have been the Steelers versus the Patriots this week? Farmp. Oh, that's an awesome question right there. That could have gone either
1: way. That would have been another great matchup with, uh, big Ben and Phillip Rivers, that class coming out with Eli Manning, one of the better classes to come out the quarterback position. I still think Chargers get him. I still think this may be the Chargers' year, but uh, I think of people can talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers better than I could.
0: Now, Poof, he's a big fan of the Steelers, so he's kind of, kind of still like uh, looking outward. In what's your take? Should it be? The Steelers playing the Patriots this weekend, or should it be the Chargers?
3: Um, it should never be the Steelers playing the Patriots, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, this year, they did beat them um, for one of the few times in my lifetime as a fan. As as Belichick and Tom Brady have been there. I think more importantly, um, this is Philip Rivers' moment to beat the Patriots, possibly get to an AFC Championship game and get to a Super Bowl and get to that class that he was drafted in with Eli, Ben, and himself. And finally get over the hump and get that Super Bowl win.
0: So what you're saying is here right now on Sports Talk with the Farm. I think Poof's calling a uh, New Orleans... Chargers Super Bowl. What do you think about that, well, I'm Munzee? Well, root-
3: I'm always rooting for that. As a Steelers fan, I'm always rooting against the Patriots and the Niners and the Cowboys
0: to keep those uh, ones for the suns just for us. What do you think the likelihood of that, Munzee, uh, a Chargers-Saints Super Bowl?
3: Um, I think Chargers beating the Patriots is more likely than Chargers going to the Super Bowl. I, I At this point, i probably... It's hard to count the Patriots, but I always do as a Steelers fan, or root against them. And I probably think it's uh, Chiefs-Patriots more likely. Right on. Against Saints. Cowboys are looking tough. I'm not a believer in the Rams, and I can't count out the Eagles, so I'm not sure.
0: So you're not going to go with the girly man. Now, Munns, you think the Chargers are going to be over the Patriots. Now, it looks like Bing predicts New England to win this one. Uh, pretty hot Chargers are coming into this. Uh, do you think that uh, Tom Brady and the gang can uh, take out the Chargers, Munzee?
3: Hey, great question.
2: Um, you know, with the NFL playoffs, it, anything is possible on any day, um, especially when you have teams like the Chargers and teams like the Patriots and even the Indianapolis Colts uh, going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, The thing that I'm kind of looking at this weekend during the divisional round is are the teams that are hosting the visitors, are they able to take advantage of the crowd, the 12th man, and be able to step it up and dominate the opposing teams?
0: Now, I believe that's a good question, Munzee, because I think – in Kansas City, uh, this weekend they're going to get some some pretty hefty amounts of snow, and it's going to be cold. So the Colts are going to be outside of the dome and playing there at the Chiefs Arrowhead Stadium. Farms, what do you think that's going to do to uh, to luck in the Colts? Arrowhead Stadium is no joke. Uh, that that crowd gets loud. I mean, that's one of the
1: notorious. Tough place to play. They're having a great playoff record there per se. Still a tough venue to go. Andrew Luck has had uh, a lot of success this year. That offensive line has been uh, strengthened. It's going to be tough to throw the football. I think it's going to come down to run game. Neither team's great. Neither team have a dynamic back that can do it all per se, but they get done a little bit more by committee. It's going to be interesting. A little bit of a shootout there at the Arrowhead Stadium.
0: Now, it's a funny you say that because it looks like a game time. It's going to be 28 degrees with snow showers. So it's definitely going to be probably an aspect. I'm probably going to take the Chiefs over that. Uh, I mean, not only are they already a pretty good team, I think that uh, uh, the weather, the elements, the Colts are not going to be able to to stand with that. that. That takes me next to sunny Southern California where you've got the the newly minted Los Angeles Rams. Uh, and the Cowboys playing out there, that's going to be a, a a huge game for the for the Cowboys. That was a a great victory, an exciting game. I don't know if everybody watched that uh, that Seahawks shootout. Did you get a chance to uh, check that out there, Poof?
3: Yes, sir. Um, in this matchup, I'm not sure if the Cowboys are ready. If they're not, they're a year or two away. Um, I think Dak and Ezekiel. Um, and that offensive line are going to be tough for anyone to match up with. Um, it's not this year; in the future,
0: well, you've definitely got the uh, the Gurley guy uh, and uh, the QB. I mean, they're just—I mean, they're just uh, too good. Uh, but they're the kind of team that I think that can come in overconfident and uh, perhaps let this one slip by. I'm calling the—I'm calling the Cowboys a 21-20 late in the fourth. There, coming back. From like a, you know, maybe a twenty to you know uh, seven uh, first half or something, but I could see that slipping away from them. But either way, you look at it, the you know you get you get past the Rams this week, and then you know you're most likely going to have the Saints next week. So does it get any easier, Farmed? Yeah, uh, Rams are not going to have an easy way to the full faster That's their
1: intention. I think that like, you talked about, big game, Dallas coming to their stadium, playing, like I said, they're still kind of new in the stadium. Right now, I'm just looking at the Saints and thinking, man, they kind of got this laid out for them. Drew Brees, kind of on his farewell four, got all the talent you can offensive side of the ball. They can run the ball with two different kinds of backs. If L.A. Uh, makes it past Dallas, their future uh, opponent could be very tough.
0: Well, there's no doubt that's going to be a tough game. I mean, in addition – you Like you said, the Saints, they're going to be playing in the the, Mer, the Mercedes Bowl there, down there in nolans And I know the Muns has a special no. akin to nolans as some people would call New Orleans or New Orleans. Uh, <laughs> the Eagles, I do believe, they're the kind of team that can be dangerous, I think, at this time of the year. Do you know what no, I mean?
3: No, they, they are the team. Right now, they're the team that sneaks into the playoffs that has the most likelihood to make a run,
0: they were there and last they've year. On, or so.
3: They've been on a win streak, and we've seen in history where 12, 13, 14 win teams fall victim to the hottest team in that's, the playoffs.
0: That's true. And I think, I think the Eagles come in as the most dangerous kind of. I think the Saints, it, it, they look at them, and say, hey, this is, they're not the, uh, you know, the ones they're going to go to. You know, so let's do our final predictions for this. Uh, so we got uh, Munzee. Who do you, who do you call? Colts, Chiefs.
2: Uh, I think this is going to be a tough call, but um, I think I'm going to go with Indianapolis.
0: The Colts, big time. Um, what, what do you think the score?
2: The reason that I'm co- I'm going to pick Indianapolis is the fact that. Kansas City has not won a home playoff game in some time, and with Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts and the running game, they snuck in, and they were able to win that first round. Now that they got that first game under their belt, I think much like the Philadelphia Eagles, they are also a dangerous team.
0: Well, I like where your head's at, Muns. So you're taking Colts over Chiefs. What's your score?
2: I'm going to go with uh,
0: 28-24. All right. And Cowboys-Rams, Munzee, what's your your call on that?
2: I'm going to go with Dallas. All right. I think think, um, the running game, Ezekiel Elliott, I think he's going to step it up even more. He was one of the top running backs in the NFL this current season. And I feel like if they can get the ball to him 20 to 25 times, they have a really good chance of pulling out a victory against the L.A. Rams.
0: Yeah, plus I think he's got something to – kind of a chip on his shoulder, I think, to win the big game for for Jerry and, and, you know, the the Jerry Dome, I think it would be a a good thing. So you're calling the Cowboys over the Rams. What's your score, Monzi? I'm
2: going to say – 27-24.
0: I said the Cowboys were going to go over uh, 21-20 and late. So now it's going to leave up to the Chargers-Patriots. What's your predict on that?
2: With the New England Patriots and the San Diego or Los Angeles Chargers, as we now know them, I'm going to actually have to go with the Chargers. And your score? 22 to 17.
0: All right. And the Eagles and the Saints?
2: Well, we both know that the Philadelphia Eagles are the defending Super Bowl champions. And I feel like they're going to give the New Orleans Saints a run for their money. So I feel like... Even though that they're the hottest team right now, besides the Colts, I think that the New Orleans uh, Saints will hold down in the end and uh, advance to the conference championship game.
0: And your score?
2: 35
0: 28. All right. And Poof, glad to have you on this segment. Uh, first time lightning guest, Poof from Centerville, the Great White North. What, what would your, be your predictions of the, uh, the Colts, Chiefs, in score?
3: Um, I'm, I'm not a big score prediction guy. I would prefer to go to the spread.
0: I like where your head's at. I'll go there.
3: Um, say if they cover or not. Um, we've got KC negative five and a half. Um, I tend to think they'd cover there.
0: So you're saying Chiefs, okay? And then you got... uh, Um,
3: Chiefs Chiefs would win, and I'm saying by six points or more.
0: All right. And you got uh, the Rams-Cowboys?
3: Rams, negative seven. Um, I would say I actually like Dallas in the matchup. Um, So obviously I wouldn't think the Rams... um,
0: So Cowboys? Yep. All right. Chargers-Patriots, we already said uh, you think the Chargers are going to win, right? Well, I want the
3: Chargers to win. Okay. I, what is logic? I have no hope in the Patriots losing. Um, let's say the Chargers win, and it doesn't matter what the spread is.
0: Sports Talk with The Farm. Now wrapping up the NFL Roundup segment, we've got Same. The Farms from...
3: Well, you didn't let me do Saints and Eagles. Oh, thanks. I just um, want to make
0: sure you Poofed uh, caught that. He was all <laughs> over that, guys. Thanks so much. Live from Sanerville. Saints
3: negative five. Um, the Saints look invincible at times and vulnerable at other times. I can't count out the Eagles, and I don't know what Nick Foles is on. but
0: DH and the um, Eagles.
3: Saints favored by seven and a half. As far as the spread, I'd lean towards the Eagles.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, my, the, we've still got the farm, t- and we're going to give his predictions. Uh, lastly, I'm going to go like, like how Poof did it, the Mojo predictions. I, I, got, I think I'm going to go uh, Chiefs, Rams, Patriots. And the Saints. I'm going with I'm I'm going all safe picks. What is uh What is the to look at now in closing in this segment of this uh? I have
1: right, I got KC 24-17, no home over Indy. Dallas 29-20 over LA. Not getting it done at home this year. Still gonna stay with the Saints picks. Uh, 37-21 over Philly, and I still love my Chargers 38-18 over the Patriots.
0: Now, we can't close the NFL Roundup segment without talking about some of maybe the third rail issues. We uh, briefly talked in between the segment, guys, about the, uh, the, the NFL coach changes and uh, some of the, uh, the new additions and deletions from the league's rosters.
3: Cliff Kingsbury.
1: Yeah, that I mean, was that's talker. interesting. Cliff Kingsbury getting taken up uh, by Arizona, taking the young guys. I think there's a trend there with these young quarterback-minded, uh,
3: offensive-minded young head coaches. Sports uh, talk.
0: Sub, sub 500. Sub
3: 500 at Texas Tech. Um, certainly an offensive farm. mind, more more of a read option offensive mind. I'm kind of shocked by that hire.
0: It's definitely a three-finger shocker there. And so definitely, Farmp, what do you think about um, the fact that uh, Cincinnati finally pulled the trigger and uh, releasing, I think, a very good regular season coach, but perhaps probably one of the worst postseason coaches? Uh, Marv, what is uh, you know probably going to go down as a, uh, a perennial loser in the playoffs, but uh, do you think that was a good decision?
1: I think it was a good decision. I think after so long, you lose the message. He had a good run. I mean, I think he's taken that team as far as going to go under his leadership. He's kind of brought a bit of stability to Cincinnati. When he got there, there wasn't much of one What uh, stability. Mike Brown's kind of relinquished some of the responsibilities. Um, I still think he's got a future in the front office, but I think it had to go. Now, who are they going to get next? I don't know, but I think Cincinnati's going to really struggle coming the next
3: year. Uh, think.
0: That was a, all uh,
3: of all of Cincinnati's um, the all of Cincinnati's interviewees are still available, which is interesting. Obviously three of them are still in staff and then two on the Rams and
0: now what we're gonna do uh, guys is are gonna stay uh, stay focused. This is the end of the NFL roundup here for uh sports talk with the farm. But we're gonna go into uncharted territory, sports talk, the farm. We're gonna to go to since we have a lightning guest here, Poof. We're gonna go into a bonus zone right after this. Okay. Live from Runes Media Studios in Portland, Oregon. We got Mojo on the line, myself, Poof. Live from Centerville, Munzi, also on the line, coming in from Mason and uh, rounding the Bunch. The Farm on Sports Talk with the farm. Live from Miamisburg Gardens. The farm.. Dog, 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 dog. And this is our first lightning lightning guest this evening, poof. But also this is going to be our first uh, freestyle of Sports Talk with the Farms. But I think we're going to go ahead and let Munzee take this off because he's got some breaking news. Munz. Yes.
2: Thank you for letting me provide some juicy information here. Uh, WLWT has provided some details and information about the possibility of the LA Rams QB coach, Zach Taylor, once a coach at the University of Cincinnati as the next head coach for the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: Well, the fact that the Bengals really don't go after some kind of a rope dope I mean, they go actually with somebody who I think that's got some winning lineage. I think the Munns would agree with me there that he's got some lineage. It's this, it's this love-hate relationship, the bludgeoning of the fans. Will either one of those teams ever like wear the uniforms of respectability, and and win a championship again, like like they did back in the day?
2: <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I like what a lot of my colleagues had mentioned before. Um, you know, the the younger coaches are kind of the new wave that are coming in, and. Uh, In regards to the Miami Dolphins, um, the gentleman that's going to take over, I'm not quite too familiar with them. Uh, But what I'd like to say, though, is in regards uh, to the Cincinnati Bengals, I know that we had spoken roughly about the Reds earlier. But in regards to the new guy, Zach Taylor, um, I think that having him come in and being part of a winning culture out west it's gonna hop. It's gonna be not only he's gonna be hired from outside the organization because he has no ties to the Cincinnati Bengals, but he's gonna be able to hire a lot of its own coaches because recently, over the last 24 hours, many of the assistant coaches for tight ends coaches or linebacker coaches and defensive coaches have all been released by the Bengals and. Because of that, I feel like they're going to have a new group, a new core of, of coaches, and if they can get together, and much like the Reds, put together a quality managing staff.
3: That was a shocker. Um, obviously, Greg Williams is not really a candidate to lead your franchise, all things considered. Yeah. Um, you think he's been a refresh too many times no one really wants to go down that road? No, with, you know, with Bounty Gate, I, I believe he was the head coach of the Bills years ago. Um, with Bountygate and everything and you know if you watch Hard Knocks he is too abrasive and the fact that the whole nation, it, well anyone that has HBO saw how he speaks it, it's hard to look at him as a leader of the team Bill O'Brien talked similar under the Texans but he at least has a track record to be successful
0: the first ever Freestyle and doubling up with a lightning guest, which happens to be Poof from Centerville, Ohio, live on Sports Talk with the Farm. So we're gonna switch gears, I think, and uh, talk about here in this freestyle. I think, what about uh, what's coming up with the NFL 2019 draft? Now that the bowl sequence is done.
2: So in regards to the upcoming NFL draft, um, like what has. The others had mentioned with Bosa and Haskin. I I believe that when you're putting together a team, you need to be looking for the best player possible. And sometimes teams look at that as, well, you know what, I need to fill a gap because I don't have an elite player. But in the long run, if you start putting together quality players, and just drafting the best player possible, you're going to have a lot bigger outcomes. Look what the uh, Cleveland Browns did. They were losers for many years. drafted in the top five for so many years that they're now starting to gel. While
3: while we're on the draft, though, I think it should be mentioned that Cliff Kingsbury, new head coach of the Cardinals, uh, reports say that he would draft Kyler Murray number one overall with Josh Rosen on the roster. I don't know how factual those reports. I think are. Murray
1: should stay playing baseball. That kid's way too small
3: to get Cliff, done. He's not Russell Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury recruited him.
1: And that's scared me that he would say that. I mean Rosen's the guy you drafted. He's that prospect. I mean I, I, right. I just like I said, right. I'm with you like question the 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 pick with Cliff Kingsbury. You gotta think that I thought him and Rosen were buddies. Why would he say that about Murray?
3: Cliff Kingsbury runs a read option and is Josh Rosen going to do that? Or would Kyler Murray be the perfect option at all? Of as far as I know, Josh Rosen inches?
1: doesn't really run at all. He's kind of a year neutral kind of quarterback, like a Eli Manning type.
0: Well, that's where I think the farmed is probably going to What's your number one pick of the, the draft?
1: I, I I can't say, because probably going to be some kid from Ohio State. Uh, I still feel like Dwayne Haskins can still work his way up inside the top five. You look at Joey Bosa. Rashawn Gary, I think, in nine is kind of crazy. I think he's going to work himself. After the workouts, be inside there. I think there's a lot of really, really good talented guys that can go inside the top five. Uh, but I think one of them probably going to be inside the Big Ten.
0: Poof, who's your top?
3: I think Brian meant, or Farms meant Nick Bosa. Um, yeah, Nick, I'm sorry. But- but that would that would be the top. The injury at the end of the year could be a problem. I don't see any quarterback in this class beating out Haskins, especially when it comes to um, workouts. Well, that's going to that be that kid the... right now. Is there's no quarterback that's going to get taken above him?
0: Sports Talk with the farm still going freestyle. We are going to have the... Uh, uh, this is an announcement right now. In, fa- in fact, I think uh, Munzee's working on it in the background, but it's going to be the new uh, Sports Talk with the Farmed <laughs> app. And it'll have a special button on it, and you'll be able to hit that, and it'll say Locate Poof. So we're very proud of that.
1: <laughs> it's called the Locate
0: Poof button. I think it's going to work. is working hard on that. But, no, we appreciate sure. everybody coming by uh, this this uh, Freestyle segment, the first Freestyle Freddy that we've done so far in the Sports Talk with the Farm friend. Bye-bye, Chai.
1: Freddy! Go MTV
0: rap. So we appreciate all the effort, guys. Uh, the uh, great lightning guest with Poof Daddy. <laughs> on Sports Talk with the Farm. So, in closing, I'm going to give each one of you guys approximately 15 seconds.
3: Yes. uh, Mike Tomlin going into the uh, postseason of controversy uh, probably reflects back on his most disciplinary move, removing the ping-pong table from the locker
0: room. Nice. Okay. Uh, Munzee, your 15 seconds of uh, wisdom not to have anything due to... Anything to do with Kevin Bacon?
2: It's <laughs> impossible. Make sure you're rolling that ball so that way you can get that last strike for a 300.
0: Nice. So, yeah, Muns is going to have his own segment, which is going to be the uh, professional bowlers league. So the I, I don't know if it's called that. But uh, anyway, in closing, uh, this is Mojo, and we've got one more uh, 15-second bite of wisdom from the farm before we close out
1: yeah i just like to say here uh, from Cleveland fan, we'd like to want to know what's going on up north and up the Browns Stadium is it going to be Baker Mayfield is it going to be the Baker Mayfield show or is
0: it going to be the Baker Mayfield show with the farm sports talk with the farm Episode, we did have a lightning guest poof arrival. Thanks, Muns. Thanks, poof. And of course, thanks, Farms. See you on the next episode of Sports Talk with the Farms. <laughs> thanks, guys.